Hey, thanks for listening to Maiden. I know you have a plethora of things to watch and listen to right now, so thank you for choosing this one. For the month of May, to celebrate Asian Heritage Month, Evie and I are going to be sharing our favorite things from Asian voices. Think Oprah's favorite things, but you might get a I'm proud of you text from your mom. It's long weekend here in Toronto, and I really needed this extra day. How are you feeling? I know. I feel like even though the days are kind of melding into each other, having that extra Monday and it's raining, it's still fine, but definitely like a much needed break that we're having right now. I know. I really am so happy that the weather is quite crappy because there's nothing better than when you're being forced to stay inside and the weather is nice outside. I know. And also it's amazing when friends give you the best delivery. So fulfilling last week's podcast of being able to make her dream meal of kimbap by the end of this month. Please let us know what you did, Jasmine. I was such an overachiever. So I said I wanted to make kimbap, but not only did I make kimbap, I made Ramadan, which is popular from Parasite, uh, but it's a really popular like combination of instant noodles from Korea, uh, which I'll talk a little bit more about. And then I made tteokbokki, which is like a really spicy rice cake situation with some fish cakes. So freaking good. Um, so yeah, all of that kind of meal is called punchik in Korean, which is kind of like Korean street food. I was really craving it. So I went ham and I made all of it. I didn't realize how making the kimbap was such a tedious process, but yeah, I had so much fun making it. And there's some behind the scenes footage to make sure that Evie steps up her game when she makes me her dumplings. So oh, yeah, no. it really put the pressure on me. So today I'm going to like do the whole thing. I, like I said, it's raining, but I'm going to go to Chinatown and just do everything to perfection because I feel very intimidated right now. It was yeah, so, good. so good. And <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you. Like the like I've heard before, but basically every part of the kimbap needs to be cooked, right? Yeah, it was, I have so much more respect for my mom because this is actually like my mom's favorite dish. So she loves it. Um, And I always grew up watching her make it and I would help her like rolling or like, you know, um, prepping some ingredients here and there, but I've never done it start to finish. I honestly had an accent. I chopped up like literally all of my finger because what you have to do with the carrots. I know I literally had an injury. Um, but yeah, when you cut the carrots, you have to julienne them, but I don't have a mandolin. So I had, I like cut sliced it and then you stack the slices and then you cut it vertical, vertically. Yeah. Yeah, vertically. And then I was going so fast because I didn't tuck in my fingers and I chop it all off. It was disgusting. I can feel it pulsing. Chef's good. Exactly. I'm like a real chef now. But anyways, yeah, it was really cool. Okay, but kind of sad because obviously I like went ham on my Instagram and like was showing everyone that I made this. But I did like an aerial view of all my food, which I just listed off for you guys. But the one thing that people kept commenting was about the damn noodles. And it's literally two packets of instant noodles cooked (laughs) together. And I'm like, I slaved over this kimbap with every ingredient. You want to know about these damn instant noodles? But a lot of people have been asking. But they're basically just these two different types of ramen noodles that you like. There is like a special way of making it, but I don't know. Maybe if I feel like it, I'll do a tutorial because <laughs> y'all, no one's appreciating my cooking skills except for those noodles. So hey, no one's going to make noodles. And also, Ramdon and 
you know, the movie made it so popular. They just want to learn how to make it like you. I know. But yeah, you're right. Fine. I'll take I'll take it where I can get it. Fine. Yeah. It's <laughs> but long weekend things. I recently just finished that new Netflix show. Never have I ever. Yeah, it was so good. So I'm only halfway through. Um, so no it's spoilers. A- okay, yeah. Yeah, you won't give me any spoilers. But basically, yeah, Mindy Kaling got signed on to do this show. So it's like um, Indian American family, Indian family that recently immigrated to America. And it's kind of, kind of like a coming of age story for like a high school kid um, in the States. Uh, and it's like, it's kind of like a chick flick rom-com lighthearted thing yeah I crushed through like the first six episodes in one sitting um well you finished it all what are your like preliminary or full thoughts well I really I actually really enjoyed it to be honest like all those chick flicks coming of age things really make me skeptical so much because I remember watching some that I just like absolutely hated last year like there was one I think her it was like Sarah Burgess. I don't even know what it was. Oh, that was really bad. And like basically was like a flip sexual assault moment. It was really <gasps> really yeah. It was really weird. I didn't like it at all, and I just felt like it wasn't like I know we're trying to portray like women and girls in like a deeper way, but that to me was like not okay. And it was still like all boy crazy, and like she was obsessed or whatever. And fine, like those shows are just making me weary. But I actually really really enjoy the show because as much as this is about you know, girls being boy crazy or needing a boyfriend or the pressure of like needing to lose your virginity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the cast is a diverse, but be like, it doesn't also make our main character seem like she's just like a damsel in distress. If anything, she's like, yeah, she's the opposite. Really funny. And she has really dry humor. And it's like, yeah, she says like, Oh, well, I want a boyfriend and all that stuff. But like, she's also like very herself and her own character, I would say. Yeah. Um, from like what I gathered, just to give like a little bit more insight into what the storyline is, is basically she's like, she's in high school, she's going to a new grade. And then she, her, she decided with her and her group of friends that they're going to get boyfriends this year so they can be cool. So it's just kind of like all these things that unfold after that. And yeah, I think you make a really good point that she's not just like classic damsel in distress, like nerdy kid who like wants to get the popular boys attention. Like there is a little bit of element of that throughout, but like she is super vocal. She's sassy as fuck. And I think she has really good one-liners. I was a little bit worried that the comedy portion of it would be such like a Mindy Kaling comedy because I think she's so funny, but she has very distinct way of her sense of humor though so I didn't want to be like a Mindy Kaling joke of someone else doing it to make it sound that genuine but I do think the actress that plays that main character did a really good job but something that like didn't sit with me as well and I'm not to say this is like a negative thing but you know when shows are trying to be so diverse they try to be like check off every box so there's like this a mixed biracial girl who's also like a lesbian and like uh, her friends is like a pacific asian and then an indian girl and then this like mixed race girl and those are like three friends and like they really not that they're trying so hard to not have any like white people in it and they're really trying to be multicultural i think sometimes it does come up like you're like overcorrecting it did you kind of feel that i felt like yeah i mean i think a lot of shows do that and I was just thinking of like, what's a better way that's not so in your face. I don't think like there's a perfect solution to it, honestly. There really isn't. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked it at least the Asian, like Asian girls is what we can relate to. She's like completely not your stereotypical, like, 
you know, mathlete going to be a doctor. It's like a very complex story, but I did a little bit, obviously get that kind of vibe. I think the really strongest part of that show is the the main character who's she's actually from Mississauga. So holla. No way. Yeah. It's very cool. The main character, she did such a great job. And I feel like her family also did such a great job. Like it made me understand the family and it actually taught me so much about a culture like that I might not be so familiar with, but in not, yeah. a, I didn't feel annoyed by it because honestly, there's this really weird double edged sword where, yeah, we want diversity, but we don't want it to be like shoved down our throat, like in the exactly. fresh, off, fresh off the boat way where it was just like cringy at sometimes. Right. So yeah. I totally get what you mean. Um, and I did worry about that, but so far now you're not done it. Like, what do you, what do you, what's your vibe to it? It's like, is it addicting to watch? Are you? Yeah. I mean, I, I watched all of it in one sitting. It was just, it's just like really good background show, I guess, like nothing that you need to focus on, but like the glimpse that I was paying, like fully paying attention to was really good. That guy in it is very cute too. There's like this half Japanese, really cute, like hunk. from the high school very very good to nice to look at but (laughs) (laughs) I I, I hope he's like over 16 I'm sure he must (laughs) another thing is like I wonder I did like that they were an immigrant family they said they came in like 2000 but then all of a sudden they were like doctors so like I wish that maybe the family had a little bit more like true immigrants story behind it like it was kind of like they're already like middle upper class if they're like doctors in that community so that that part kind of like was like you know it's not it doesn't speak to the majority of like immigrant maybe Asians or like whatever race you are coming to America and like kind of living that up so that part but then the second part I really did like so this isn't like a spoiler because you find that in the first episode but but the main girl's dad actually passes away and then it shows her going to therapy and stuff and I do feel like going to therapy and like an Asian family whole household it is a little bit like taboo still so I did like that they're welcoming that experience and um yeah like kind of shining like that like people do need to grieve and like you know I feel like even in maybe Indian cultures like you know bringing difficult like situations to like a, uh, your family household is a little bit like frowned upon so for them to like openly have her go see a therapist about like grieving about her dad passing and stuff I thought that was like a really good um maybe like a softer way for maybe other parents that are watching this with their kids to like have open conversations about yeah 100 percent. like definitely therapy is very still taboo and I think mental health is still taboo especially for Mm -hmm. I know personally for East Asians I'm sure for most Asians too so that part was cool and like it actually just I think it made her character way more rounded. Like you just yeah, like crazy ass thoughts. And she's like, you know, she's just like boy crazy, but she's also just a little bit like nuts herself. Like she's a little bit. Yeah. So oh my God, it was funny watching her. And I think I do like that. She is kind of like, they made her definitely to be like the hero of the story. Like not many girls at her age is like so blunt when it comes to guys and just like does what she wants. And I think, yeah, like back to your point about like being this like dam- damsel in distress kind of character. Like they, I think they really put a lot of effort into creating this character that was admirable and like inspiring in a certain way and not just like a typical like girl next door vibe. So yeah, I would love to read more about like if Mindy Kaling did any interviews about like her thought process during this character, like how much of like her personal story was behind it. Cause like I feel like it does those like heart into writing these stories like do come out and gets translated really well so yeah I, I really do like Mandy Kaling so 
Yeah. Not surprised I like this show. I know. I'm I'm like half I'm like pleasantly surprised. And I actually like spoke with my friend who's Pakistani and I was just asking her, like, mm-hmm. obviously they're different. Like I think they like the character and their family, they're in, they're Hindu, but like I was just asking her, like representation wise, like, do you think this is like a full yeah not full, but like a good representation? And she really, really enjoyed it. She's like the one who was like, just watch it. It's actually not as like cringy as you think. And I think like for her seeing her and especially because she's also from Mississauga, it was just like very cool. Did they know each other? No, 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 no. They don't know each other. But it was just like a show that just like is out there that makes her like, yeah, there's like these crazy family values, but the person, like the character that this girl plays is like, she's just like your average high schooler who has, yeah, different stuff to deal with at home than your then like what we know of all high school stories of all like white people and all the struggles. Yeah. I mean, as much as like, okay, to be fair, her home life was pretty still Americanized. If I like West culture, like her parents still spoke in English to each other. And like, obviously it's not like they can have a Netflix show if they didn't speak English. So I understand that portion, but um, yeah, I mean, there was like the cousin living with them, which is like so true. And like, I've had cousins live with me too. And like, I think it was, I think her character is actually really funny uh, when she's like dating like that Asian guy. But then again, like, is that so dumb over correcting? Like mm-hmm. she can't just date a white guy. She needs to date an Asian guy. But yeah. I, anyways, I know to me, there was like, I'm not trying to like pick up negative parts about this because I really think this show is really important. And I think we need more of this, obviously like on huge platforms like Netflix. And I think, even I think maybe I have more of a, a critical view to it like this now because like we just like grew up not having any but if even people girls that are 10 years younger than us watch this now on Netflix I think they would feel so hurt and like so warm mm-hmm. watching it so like I'm really happy and I'm just being overly critical I'm just being annoying I think that's just like something like you being an immigrant obviously you have a different experience like i I've spoken to you and you said, you know, like at your home, it's like your parents also speak Korean to you. Like, and there's different struggles. Yeah. Um, like money wise and everything. I think if there were more shows like this, then it would be just the new normal. So yeah. I think it's just like, a, it sucks. Cause we always have those preconceived biases. Cause like, we've just been grown up just to be that way. Like I did too. I was like, okay, really? Like they're going to put on like this Asian man as the hunk. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm all for it. That's yeah. amazing. Um, it's hard out there like in the real world but mm-hmm. um, I, I like overall I agree with you I think it's like a really important show and I think it could really help people so guys you guys I don't know if you've watched it or you're gonna watch it but do so and tell us what you think yeah honestly you'll you guys will crush it well maybe we're different because I'm we're just so good at watching tv shows so maybe you'll you won't crush it but it's like 20 minute episodes it's so funny you just have it in the background if you're folding laundry, whatever you're doing, I actually picked up a new hobby. It's not a new hobby because I've always done it, but I started making friendship bracelets again. But like really oh, complex saw, patterns. I saw. Oh, yeah. There was one that she made and like it was, a, there was a photo of it on Instagram and it it's like, it said anxiety. And it just made me feel all the feels. I was like, yeah, this is really pretty, but I do feel anxious. <laughs> just in case you forget how you're feeling, you can look that at your wrist. No, I just made that because uh, my boyfriend wanted it. Oh, okay. Well, can I yeah. get one too, but like have my own word on it? Yeah, obviously. Honestly, these Beats letters were really expensive because like it's like <laughs> acrylic and all the ones you can buy are plastic. And like, there's no way I can have plastic beads. 
AK was my boyfriend was my boyfriend was really picky and he wouldn't let me buy these plastic beads. But anyways, I'm doing really complex and cool patterns. I'm currently working on one that's like an ocean wave, but I'm doing it with black and white, so it looks like yin yang signs. It's gonna yeah. be dope. I'll show you. I think it's good that you have that hobby. So like, either binge a show when you're done binging the show, find a hobby. For me, it's like yeah, up stupid haikus. I just have a challenge to myself to do one. Oh yeah. It just needs that's need a some, good challenge. Good for good you. One. Just do a haiku once a day. Like it could be stupid, it could be deep, whatever you want. I don't care. It just like helps me remember to be creative. Like I said, don't yeah. go crazy. Like you don't have to like solve like cancer. Like it's not gonna no. just no pressure and do your thing and like find a hobby. And if bracelets is your thing and you want to show them off, please let us know. I also have a confession to make about your haiku. At work every Friday, my like office manager does like a Friday challenge. And then one of them was we had to write a haiku. And then I stole one from your Instagram and I won the challenge. (laughs) You're like, I'm not fucking doing this. I was like, I'm not writing coming up with a fucking haiku. (laughs) Evie has an entire Instagram feed of haikus. Show them to follow it. it. Okay. Well, it's okay. It's actually just for fun. And I've met so many writers on there and it's just a really weird community. That's so fun. Why is yeah? Anyways, thanks. I didn't win anything. I just get I just got bragging rights. So I was kind of sad, but I did get the most amount of votes. So I will credit you. Wow. I feel so proud of myself. That's great. (laughs) Validation. Seriously. Um, okay, guys. Well, yeah, what are you guys binge watching? What do you guys what are your hobbies? Tell us and maybe we'll share with you on our next episode. Yeah. Follow us at at I'm made in underscore on Instagram and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Made In. We love hearing how each episode resonated with you. So don't forget to subscribe to the pod wherever you listen and follow us on Instagram at I Made In.